Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a Wednesday. It is hump day here midweek. We are rolling right towards week number 15. It is Dave Sturgio. It is Chris Gucci, of course. And, of course, we're behind our own glass today. Uh, A5 not in the building. He'll be back uh, ASAP. But uh, we hope everybody's doing well out there. We hope uh, you're making your smart investments. I know I did a little wheeling and dealing yesterday, making sure that I'm in on certain players going towards the playoffs. I know yesterday we talked a lot about the quarterbacks, the rookie quarterback class. And then we decided, you know what, it's a great idea. If this is your first time watching the show, welcome. You know, that's a first. I'm Dave Sturgeon, and that's Chris Gucci. Um, but uh, – in any event, if you're just starting to make your first investments and you just saw the Ocho Cinco promo on Instagram, you're like, what is this? Let me get involved. You got to know who to get it involved in, right? I mean, there are the superstars of the league. Everybody knows like the safe bets right now are your Patrick Mahomes of the world, the Justin Herberts, the, the Josh Allens, all the upper echelon of guys. And those guys, you can really, really benefit from using their multipliers and everything like that to see their movement on the market. Now, the draft class that came in this year was pretty nice um the quarterbacks have all gotten an opportunity right i mean yeah. most of them i would say that the quarterback class was was not so nice but what we're about to talk about the receivers dude the very, receiver very nice. class my god it, it's we're gonna catch you up on all the receivers um in this rookie class and tomorrow we'll touch on the running backs but this receiver class is is incredible and we got to start with one of the guys that have really proven themselves right out of the gate and that's Garrett Wilson. Would you invest in a Garrett Wilson? Now, I also preface this by saying this, Chris. My my thing is this. I have like I have criteria when I'm making okay. an investment for the Mojo market. And it's the same thing. It it's actually a lot different than fantasy, right? Right? Because in this regard, yeah, maybe all right, maybe not in the regards of dynasty because like you do want to invest in their future and what you think they're going to do. But in this regard for this exercise, I decided to say do I have extra opportunity this year? Playoffs. Do I have opportunity next year? Staying power. Are they going to be wide receiver one next year? That's to be, you know, to be determined. But starting with Garrett Wilson, if you look at his uh, one year, so basically since he's been drafted, he has shot up the ranks, right? There is multipliers available on this guy. There's a three-time and a two-time if you wanted to go short. Garrett Wilson has over 100 targets for the year. He's got 63 catches, 868 yards, Four touchdowns, dudes averaging 13.8 yards a catch. Like he is doing good things in New York. And here's my thing it was Zach Wilson, it was Joe Flacco, it was Flacco, it was Zach Wilson. Now it's Mike White. Not a lot of consistency over there at quarterback, but he's still making plays. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at 1406 in future value, right? It's a lot. I think Zach will, I mean, Zach. I said Zach Wilson. <laughs> Garrett Wilson is an R, a wide receiver one right now, if you're looking at it. I it mean, he's definitely got. Is. Three top 10 finishes in fantasy, depending on the format, because one was 11, but in my league, it was 10, right? So he <laughs> right. finished top 10 in fantasy three times in the last five weeks. And this is with Mike White, Zach Wilson at the helm. This is not a, a, a blue chip thrower of the football. It's, it's guys that we expect to be possibly not having a job as a starter next year. Potentially, you know who's yeah. going to have a job as a starter next year? Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. And look, with the four touchdowns, he has two touchdowns in two separate games this year. So he's not finding pay dirt as often as you'd like, but... The big playability is there. Some of the touchdowns that he scored were in huge moments, one to win the game against Cleveland. There's been a few of these moments where he's just, you see what he's able to do with the football, and you got to say, look, this is a clear wide receiver one of the future for me. I don't even think it's a debate. I think there's something to be said about other guys in this class, which we're going to get to, that may be a bigger buy than him. But 
if I'm looking at it right now, and I'm looking at some of the other guys that are in the upper echelon of the receivers, right, and bank value right now through two seasons, you have Justin Jefferson is at 739. He's got 1944 in future value. I don't see I'm not saying that Garrett Wilson is, is Justin Garrett, Jefferson. Is Garrett Wilson projected to be better than Justin no, no, Jefferson? No, no, no. He's not projected to be better. But if you're looking at the trajectory, okay. I think that there's a lot more room for growth here because look what we're talking about. Four touchdowns. Right. Like he's gonna have more touchdowns. There's room for positive regression there. Right. You would imagine, right? Once he gets a quarterback, if that happens, I think the Jets are in a spot this year where they're going to be able to go after a veteran quarterback. I truly do. Their, their roster is set up nice. I think Jimmy G is a perfect fit. I said it. I think – now, I know we're not talking quarterbacks, but Dennis Benino brought up an uh, interesting point yesterday on, on New York sto- uh, Sports Talk Radio, and it's that Zach Wilson's not even dressing anymore, right? It wasn't – This just, week he might. There, was, there has to be more to this story. Something's than, going on. Than we had <laughs> – right. Initially, re- what happened in that trip to Utah? <laughs> you know, like, not what? only what happened in the trip to Utah, what happened in the locker room, what happened in behind closed doors with, with Coach Salah and Zach Wilson. Doesn't there has good. to be something more to it than yeah. because he's not dressing. Because it's Joe not Flacco was the one that right. Won. So if it was performance based and only performance based, yeah, then Zach Wilson rides the pine for a little bit. And he's on the bench. He's in street clothes. You know what I mean? So that's a big deal. Uh, but let's move on here. Uh, we got. Chris Olave coming in. He's one of the favorites here on the Mojo Market. We've talked about this guy at length uh, over the f- uh, course of the first 14 weeks of the season. Now entering week 15, Chris Olave, 98 targets, 60 catches, 887 yards, three touchdowns. The the breakaway speed this guy could possess, the, just the overall intangibles as a wide receiver, this is a, a very, to me, is a very smart investment. My only problem is, A, there's not going to be any opportunity in the playoffs unless there's a miracle in New Orleans where... We live in a world where Tampa just falls off the face of the earth. New Orleans decides to just went out or something. I don't see it happening. But also, question marks around the quarterback position. Yeah. He's been dealing with Jamison Williams, uh, Jamison Winston. He's been de- uh, dealing with Andy Dalton. So, like, the Saints, to me, are 100% in on a quarterback next year's draft. The problem is they don't have any picks. So, yeah. it's like, what do, you, what do you do here? What's the solve? But the real question is, Chris Olave, you in? Yeah, I'm in. I mean... Everything that I just said about Garrett Wilson, you could say almost the exact same thing about Chris Olave. I think there's a little bit less of that big play threat, but not much less. And he's pretty much the the entire New Orleans Saints offense at this point in the season. Yeah, because I can't guard Mike wound up being guarded by everybody and just stays off the field. Well, he just so. doesn't even play. Yeah, right. Yeah. Michael and Thomas then, is done. You know, the Taysom Hill project, it was nice while it lasted, but I think that that's been figured no, out very With no Sean Payton, we're starting to see that we're yeah. the type of player that Taysom Coaching Hill matters. actually Imagine is. That. Yeah, I don't know about the quarterback spot. They should be in on a quarterback this offseason, but there's no guarantees. There's not many available in terms of the Carson Wentz. We we figured out that he's not a viable starter. Mm. The Matt Ryans of the world are gone. It's really Jimmy G, potentially Derek Carr, potentially. I don't know about that one. Yeah, because think about the guys that are going to be drafting quarterbacks early. Um, That means they're replacing who they have now. So, yeah, Derek Carr might be on the outs. You might see a Tannehill trade, but do you really see Tannehill making a huge difference over To be honest, and this is no disrespect to Tannehill because I know he's put up some numbers, Tannehill and Dalton are the same quarterback to me. They are the same guy. I'm sorry. Nothing, nobody jumps off the charts out of the two of them. You know, I'm not sitting there like, oh, it's Ryan Tannehill. Like, I'm not excited at all. I would say that Tannehill brings a little more intangibles to the situation, personally. Um Tannehill's proven that he could take his team into the playoffs. Andy Dalton has proven that he can't. He's so, been there. He hasn't won anything, but he's been there a couple times. 
the Bengals. They just haven't won. Was it like 18 years ago? Yeah, I mean, it, who I cares? remember when Andy Dalton used to go to playoffs, <laughs> and those were the days. Those were the days. Marvin Lewis on the sideline oh, somehow has a job is. still. So Chris Olave was like young and spry. <laughs> he was a coordinator on Cowboys. I don't need Parcells. Um, anyway, moving on. Drake London. Now this one's interesting because clearly there's no playoffs in sight for the Falcons. Uh, actually, damn, I can't, I can't rule out anybody in the NFC South. All right, but we I can, can establish that. They're not right. making the playoffs. 81 targets, 47 catches, 533 yards, four touchdowns. Now, again, he started the year with Marcus Mariota. I'm very interested to see how he does with Desmond Ritter. Right now, he's on the low. He's, you know, he's, he's kind of dipping off the face. And I'm thinking, if I'm going to invest in Drake London, I almost, I'm glad that I didn't do it yet. Because I think the camaraderie and the connection between him and Ritter could be really, really special. So now I'm I'm very, very in on on a uh, him. Yeah, I mean <laughs> he is him. I'm I'm not so sure that I'm in on him yet. I do agree with you that the Desmond Ritter thing adds a little more intrigue to the situation. We all know that Mariota isn't going to light it up throwing the football, so you expect his receivers are probably not going to put up huge numbers. Now we're we're talking about. Rookie numbers here, right? So Drake London's numbers are just fine if we're looking at yeah, other rookies across the history the history of the league. When you have guys the last couple seasons that are really setting the expectations and setting the bar really high as far as rookie pass catchers go, you can't expect every guy that has talent to just come in, step into their situation, and light it up, right? But I will say this. He's only had one top 10 finish, and that was week two, Right. He hasn't had any other finishes inside the top 20 except for last week. So there is a little bit of positivity. There is no Kyle Pitts to take any of the coverage away, even though he didn't really live up to anything. But I do think that with Ritter stepping in post-bye week, they had a couple weeks together. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Just like you saw another guy we'll get to later, when Kenny Pickett took the helm at, in Pittsburgh, you saw a little bit of a, a spike in a George Pickens. He did. I don't know if it's because they're working together in rookie camp or whatever, but... Clearly, there's going to be some type of history or connection with these two because they're the same class. So I expect Drake London to do better now that Desmond Ritter is the passer, and I also expect more chances to be taken by the offense now that they're kind of past the point. Gloves of, are off. The gloves are gloves off. Are Not off. that they're out of the Training playoffs. Training wheels are off. Not all that stuff playoffs, is off. But if you're going you're gonna to have to take some chances here and see what you got in this kid. And we all know Drake London's got the talent. That's no, not a debate. I think it'll come together, but it's going to take a little bit longer than the now, other Now, out guys. of the first three guys we just talked about, Wilson, Olave, and London, out of those three, Drake London does have the le the lesser of the targets. But the rest of the guys that we're about to talk about, they're not even close to Drake London, Olave, and Wilson as far as targets are concerned. So, like, the trust is there. That was Mariota's having the trust. That was Dalton and Winston having trust. That was Zach Wilson and yeah, Mike White like having when trust. When it's all said and done, I'm going to look right now. All said and done, I mean, 47 catches through through three quarters of the season, four touchdowns. It's not a terrible rookie year. No, it's, just it's not. not. It's just not what we're, we've come used to with these, now, these blue chip prospects. On on like show two of the Mojo Market Report, there was a guy that you whispered at the very end of the show, Jamison Williams. Right? It was time get in on him now. He's he's not gonna. We don't know when he's gonna play, but get on him now. Jamison Williams is on the field for a very believe it or not, not gonna. A playoff potential-led team in the Detroit Lions. Again, wow. Um, but overall, one of the more higher-octane offenses in the league. Jamison Williams has three targets. Three. I got a text last week during the Cowboy game, so he knew, he knew I wasn't going to respond. Mm -hmm. But the text was, 
Welcome to the party, James. Well, at that time, the Cowboys were, were up 7 nothing. <laughs> See, that was the same space. I was like, oh, they're going to beat the piss out of the Texans. So I was like, all right, Dave can handle it. That's the same space. I'm going to text Dave him right now. Dave can handle it. I wasn't, I, I wasn't like, welcome to I the saw party, Texan. I was Damian like, mm-hmm. Pierce. Or something, you know? <laughs> exactly. But James Williams has three targets. He's brand new to the show. But one of those targets was a catch. And one of those catches was a touchdown. You know what I mean? So uh, it was only catches a touchdown. Um, I just... I don't know. I, how do you feel going forward about this guy? Because clearly he's cheaper than the, 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 the aforementioned guys we just talked about. He's on an offense with a, a quarterback in Jared Goff, who we think collectively at this point, week 15, that he's played himself into a, a job next year, at least to compete with whoever they draft. The Lions also think that they said Jared Goff is our quarterback, and it's not until somebody else comes along. Jared Goff is our quarterback. That's what they came I out like and it. said. So that, that's confidence. Vote of confidence, that's, and that's yeah. what you need in this stretch run right now. There's no reason why he should be feel like he's playing for his job. He's playing the best football of his career. He said so. And look, I don't give. He doesn't give me the vibe where he's going to speak out of pocket. I feel like he really does believe that he's playing the best football of his career. I believe so too. And teams will be lining up. We we mentioned a couple of them: the Saints, um, maybe even the Jets. To get Jared Goff over in town if if they do let him go in Detroit. So I'm all in on Jamison Williams still. Uh, I haven't seen anything out of him to make me say, hey, I don't know about this guy. He did have a drop. There's, it's a little alarming, three targets. But I think we're going to get used to this, right? He might have the hips. He might have a drop or two. <laughs> but has, if, if, if you give me this out of Jamison Williams in the Mojo market, you give me three targets. For every one of those targets. He gets 40 every, yards and a tug. He gets 40 <laughs> yards, a touchdown, and then a drop. I'm okay with it. Nah, I'm 1,000%. Okay I'm signing I up I mean, for that. he will end up with, like, 40 drops on the year, if that's the case. <laughs> so that's records, not really what we're looking okay. for. But, you know, uh, Jamison Williams, he's a big play waiting to happen. That's who's, all I'll say about that. Who's not a big play waiting to happen? Anybody that's on the commanders right now? No. Jahan Dotson, obviously, is somebody that we want to talk about because this is one of those – for me, it's a red flag when you're talking about investing in a guy. It's the quarterback situation right now. We saw Carson Wentz. We also saw the dismissal of Carson Wentz, and now we're seeing Tyler Heineke. And I really like that kid. I mean, for crying out loud, they put out the uh, the, the season ticket promo at Washington's Field with Heineke as the poster boy. So clearly, they like this kid. If they're in position to grab a quarterback next year, they might. Um, or they actually have Sam Howell just kind of sitting there in the wings like, hey, remember me? Um, so, But as far as... Dotson is concerned. 35 targets, 19 catches, 233 yards. Here's the big thing. Out of the first four guys we just listed, Dotson has more touchdowns than all of those guys. He's got five on the year. The Washington Commanders are setting themselves up for a potential playoff berth. Um, They have to keep winning games. They got a big one this week against New York. Are you in on a Dotson going forward? No. Oh, okay. We're finally saying no to somebody. I don't not like Jahan Dotson. I'm a Penn State fan, so he has a soft spot. With me, I definitely am a, a big Jahan Dotson fan. Just no pass catchers besides Scary Terry over in Washington is worth it for me. I do like all three of the guys. I like their. I like what they have. Samuel Curtis Samuels. Fun I like to watch. them. They're, they're good, but I just don't like them in the Mojo market. Look, I'm going to explain why here with, with Jahan Dotson. I think there's one person on planet Earth that likes Carson Wentz playing quarterback, and that's Jahan Dotson. Because he when did. He, he was, did eat. When, when Carson Wentz was playing quarterback, Jahan Dotson was getting every single red zone target in the in the world. All right, so he has three games after his injury where he had a combined. So he he got hurt. He missed five, right? He had a good start to his career, gets hurt, misses five games. In the three games back from his injury, he has a total combined targets four, right? So four total targets. And then he did have nine last week. So it's like, hey, what's going on with the Jahan Dotson usage? 
honestly, if you look over the course of the season, it's four games out of seven that he's played in the top 25, but the other three, completely non-existent. Like, not even in the top 80. Boomer bust, Jahan Dotson. Yeah. For a guy that doesn't have the big playability, I don't think he's the right type of boomer bust guy. Like a Christian Watson, which we'll get to, boomer bust, that's like the guy, type of guy where it's like he might get three targets, but they're not in the red zone and they still might go for a touchdown. Jahan Dotson needs to be inside the 20. He doesn't have any touchdowns yeah, I, at all. I, I agree with that. So I, I wholeheartedly agree. I with think that. there's going to be some regression as far as touchdowns go, even though there might be some positive regression with the targets going into next year. Okay. Uh, somebody you might want to tread lightly on because once upon a time you said everybody just short Traylon Burks. He's been a guy with asthma, can't hack it, can't no conditioning, stinks at football. And then of course Thursday night against the Packers uh, a couple weeks back, about a month back at this point, um, you know he catches the first ball and I'm just like <laughs> I'm like do I te- I'm not gonna text him. <laughs> you know what I mean I'll, let, I'll wait for the morning. I could have handled it. Traylon Burks, 37 targets, 25 catches, 359 yards and a touchdown. Now again. Tannehill has been his quarterback. And again, Malik Willis has seen some field. But to me, that's another question mark going forward is the quarterback position in Tennessee, which leads me to believe now there will be opportunity in the playoffs. They're not going to lose that division. They're going to get a playoff game, a home playoff game at that. I just, I'm not in on any pass catchers over in Tennessee. They're a run first team. That team runs through Derrick Henry, who, by the way, again, if you're just joining us for the first time, Derrick Henry is your top dog running back on the mojo market. And that just goes to show you what the Tennessee Titans are all about. This dude's still a truck. This truck here <laughs> in Traylon Burks, you know, sometimes it breaks down and sometimes he doesn't show up. So where are you on Burks at this point heading into the playoffs? I'm back to where I was, Dave. Uh-oh. All right, look. That means get in on him right now. Multipliers this week. Traylon Burks goes off. No, no, no. He doesn't. <laughs> I don't even know Traylon Burks is fully healthy. He had a concussion and it was a, like he had a, he got dealt with yeah. in that game two weeks ago. So Philly, I'm not sure. Philly will lay the wood yeah, on I'm not him, sure yeah. how he's how his health is at the moment. God, so, I hope he doesn't talk into like turn into AB. Well, <laughs> like that. You know I mean, AB went through a little bit more than what that, that one hit. But uh, yes, that yeah, was it. Wasn't that bad? I don't okay. Think. Um, but I think Traylon Burke's usage in that offense. You were very right. They're they're a run first team. I have a hard time thinking that Traylon Burks is going to pan out to be what they expected him to, which is an AJ Brown type. I know it's early, and I'm not going to sit here and say it's over for him, but. To the points that I made a couple weeks back or maybe a month and a half back, I still think he doesn't have the work ethic to cut it in the NFL when we're looking at the talent at this position. Mm. And I know that that's something where I don't know. Maybe I'm just saying based off of a couple social media videos that I've seen, but I haven't seen many disputes to come out and say, hey, you guys are crazy or you're – No teammates are going to bat. No teammates are going to bat that this guy's a hard worker. I think that there's going to be a a shred of, you know, saying, look, people looking over at him and being like, this dude don't even work hard at all. I don't know. That's, that's just not me. a recipe for anybody I want to invest my money look, in. 25 catches on the season. I feel like 20 of them were against the Packers. So, <laughs> so what's he been doing otherwise? We talked about this guy briefly for a second before, but now George Pickens is really starting to come on uh, as a receiver in Pittsburgh. Deontay Johnson has not seen the end zone. George Pickens has seen it twice. 64 targets, 40 catches, 590 yards, and again, two touchdowns. George Pickens is turning out to be somewhat of a playmaker here. And I think that the offense going forward under a Kenny Pickett uh, and under a resurging next year Najee Harris, you would assume they're not just going to, you know, give up on a guy like that. And you got Pat Fryer moved underneath. You got And Deontay Johnson's eating up a lot of yards. But George Pickens, I think, is in a good spot. 
a real good spot. I in do Pittsburgh. as well. I do as well. So we're, we, I just went through all the guys that we've talked about, and I even looked ahead a little bit, right? So out of all these rookie receivers, we have 10 that we're talking about today, right? Garrett Wilson, question marks surrounding the quarterback position. Chris Olave, question marks surrounding the quarterback position. Drake London, we expect that Desmond Ritter is their, at least their plan going forward, but he was still not picked too high. Mm-hmm. And there's not a huge investment in terms of draft capital spent there. So they have still somewhat of a clouded quarterback situation until they find out what's going on with Ritter. Um, Jamison Williams, we just talked that Goff is their quarterback, but... Prior to two weeks ago, nobody knew what was happening with Jared Goff, right? Jahan Dotson, we talked about the the commanders. Wentz, gone. Heineke, season ticket promo, still gone. Watch. (laughs) Uh, Traylon Burks, we just talked Malik Willis, Ryan Tannehill. Then you get to George Pickens, and it's like, okay, they at least have some solidarity to their quarterback spot because he's a first-round pick, drafted this year, room to grow together. And George Pickens is an NFL young boy. So for that reason and that reason alone, you're (laughs) going to get a— what he what he manages to do is that when he does something well, the, entire, the world know the about entire it. country knows about it. The <laughs> right. entire world knows about it. So I think there's a little bit of value in that. There is um, in the Mojo market when you have the the pulse of the people the way George Pickens does. Cheap too, ten bucks, get in on him. Ten dollars, eight nine cents for George right now. I'm looking at it outside of Alec Pierce. Um, he's he leads the rookie receivers in in uh, yards per catch. Right? He does. I'm seeing a 15.9 there. Uh, that's Pierce. I'm sorry. From 14.8. A, from a Pittsburgh offense. That He's tied with Olave. The Pittsburgh Steelers offense where their wide receiver won last year was Deontay Johnson, and he averaged eight yards a catch. So for this offense, which Najee Harris completely busted this year, uh, there were, even Deontay Johnson completely busted this uh, year. They did lose Juju, so like that was a thing. Fair, but... They and still, they traded away Claypool. But but Juju was hurt most of last year. Yeah, right? so but I'm saying Claypool him. was a guy that they, they kind of believed in, and all of a sudden they got a fair. I think pick George Pickens him. takes over for Claypool because he basically Claypool drafted his replacement. When Claypool went up and said, George Pickens, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> they get that they get that big chest bump at the at the podium, and you're like, man, I'm gonna the take The point you that I'm making is is that I think the most telling stat about what's gonna happen in George Pickens' career is a big play waiting to happen, 15 yards per catch hmm. on a team that doesn't get a yard per play at this point. Yeah. And he's getting 15 per catch. I would get him involved more if I was Pittsburgh. A couple more guys to go over. Uh, one close and near and dear to your heart. You were surprised that for the year, Christian Watson is down uh, for the year for the Packers. 41 targets. He has 25 receptions. The biggest drop of his career was play one of week one. Uh, 401 yards. But, dude, the guy has found the end zone pretty much every week since he started this little tear. He's got seven touchdowns. Christian Watson, now again, you got to talk about the quarterback situation, okay? Right now, he's getting one of the better throwers. To, to me, a healthy Aaron Rodgers was the best thrower of the football I've ever seen. Now is banged up, the thumb, the shoulder, the head, <laughs> everything. Everything's banged up on Rodgers. But now going forward, if you're going to invest in him, clearly they're not going to be a playoff team this year. But next year, Jordan Love is kind of breathing down the neck. And I'm not saying he's going to replace Rodgers. There's a lot of money no, there's, involved there's over so there. There's so many issues in green bay right now surrounding that situation it's gonna and you know what it was bound to happen because you've done this before you've been down this you this have isn't a, your first, a reporter, first quarterback rodeo okay a, a reporter came out and said that if jordan love's not starting next year and he spoke to jordan love and judging by how the convo went that jordan love, if he doesn't start next year he's going to want a, uh, a trade really yeah he's going to demand a trade this is what tyler dunn said this is not quoted by Jordan Love, and it's just like, that's the feeling he got in the conversation. I'm sure... That was actually the reporter he was calling me. That's <laughs> he's crazy. Like, he's, he's like, like no, 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 I didn't say that. Don't misquote <laughs> me. But all that aside, if you want to sit here and say, 
okay, there could be potentially Jordan Love at quarterback next year for the Packers. So does that make Christian Watson's stock go down a little bit? Quite possibly, but you know, he did have a 65-yard touchdown catch when Jordan Love came in the game. Listen, I'm in on a Christian Watson. Man. I saw I Christian sh- Watson take an end around. And it looked like a track meet. Yeah, like, <laughs> like there's nobody. He's got skills. He's six foot four. I think there's a little bit of an issue with catching the football, which we've talked about. That a couple might of these that guys. might that might alter some things when you're a receiver. But I, I ultimately, if it's Rodgers, if it's Love, that offense. So let's think about right. let's think about if this guy's season didn't start off with his very first play from scrimmage being a 75 yard touchdown that he dropped. They would think he'd be a phenom at right? this point. At this point Which right now, he already is a phenom. He's down for the season. Get in on him now because this guy is the real deal. Six foot four, and he's got speed like that. He's going to be a hard guy to deal with. I don't care if he – same thing, if he drops one out of every three. If they go for touchdowns, which I and think he has like 20 catches. He's got eight not, touchdowns. We're not going to bring him up, uh, the other one, but Romeo Dubs also oh, might yeah. be a guy I you might actually, want to invest I in. I was going to bring him up when well, we brought bad. up Wondell Robinson. Oh, okay. Well, Alec Pierce right now is the next guy. He was Chris's guy for a little while. Still we were riding is. highest. You're still in on him. Alec Pierce is in a bad offense right now. The Colts have just struggled mightily about in every way you can actually struggle. 60 targets, 32 catches, 510 yards, two touchdowns for Alec Pierce, the rookie. Um, he's dealt with a very slow statue of a quarterback in Matt Ryan. Then they went to Ellinger for a minute. Now you're back in Matt Ryan. It's just, it seems like the Colts are going to definitely address the quarterback position next year. And that can only benefit guys like him and Pittman. I would assume, right? A better quarterback play going forward is going to benefit this guy's future value. And right now you can get him very, very cheap. And on top of that, there's a three-time multiplier on and Alec Pierce. Are you still on your boy? Uh, oh, of course. And okay. he's back up for the season, by the way, as we could all see right mm. now. He's back yes. in the green. So back in the good graces of the people over here at I'm the Mojo it. Market. I'm with it. But, yeah, he's the guy that leads the league in rookie out of the rookies in yards per catch. So who would have thought Alec Pierce comes along? We're expecting this guy to be a possession guy, and he's leading the league out of rookie receivers in, yeah. tar- in uh, yards per catch. I'm excited about him going forward. Tough season for a guy to be in the number two spot. Michael Pittman was supposed to be a wide receiver one. He's not even a wide receiver 40 at this point this mm, season. Mm, you could blame mm, a lot of it mm. on the quarterback play. You could blame a lot of it on the coaching. I was just going to Saturday running things over the there. The offensive just... line. It was a lost season for the Colts this year. But Alec Pierce probably learned a lot in this offense. And I ex- fully expect him. For a guy that played on an offense as bad as they were, there was never one time where we were looking at Alec Pierce as being the problem. Nobody was like, oh, you know, maybe him being a rookie being in in such a valuable spot for this team Mm. was a detriment to them. But when I'm looking at it, not really. I mean, they they probably airmailed half those passes. I I don't think he had many drops out of the 28 misses. So, like, the the Colts offense just doesn't work, if I'm looking at that. 60 targets. 32 catches, that's just not working. There was a lot of hype for a Wandell Robinson for about a minute and a half. Um, 31 targets, 23 catches, 227 and a touchdown. They trade away God, Kadarius Toney. Kenny Galladay is a mystery, right? The only guy that really developed throughout the course of the year. They lost Sterling Shepard again, and then it was Darius Slayton coming on. Wandell Robinson going forward, because clearly, like, I don't even know. I mean, is he hurt? Wandell's hurt? Yeah, he lost yeah. for a year. So it's, it's really about next year for this guy. Do you think he can take over a predominant role in New York. Kenny Galladay, all signs point to goodbye, right? Shepard going to be hobbled to start. So is this guy. So are the Giants receivers just something to avoid right now? Like, it just seems like it's just not a good situation. Yeah, I feel like the Giants have, like, 13 of these guys. Shepard. Uh, they're all the, yeah, they're, they're all, the, all same. the same. type of uh same type of player. Even Hodgins came in this week and had a decent game, but all right. things considered the Giants. Uh, Richie, Richie James, I think, was out there do doing anything. his thing. Yeah, so they're. 
there's like a, a plethora of slot receivers seemingly on the Giants roster, but I don't know. It doesn't really – until I find out what's happening at the quarterback spot, and even still, I mean, the third option, potentially even fourth if Saquon's considered an option in the passing game – potentially fourth, fifth option on a Giants team. It might be a very, very different-looking Giants team next year. After one another offseason with this coaching regime and GM front office, they're going to shake if some If you want a, a bargain basement guy to buy in on, I wouldn't buy in on a Wondell Robinson. I would definitely buy in on a Romeo Dubs. So now you want two Packers in your portfolio. 100%. I mean, don't we all have two Packers in our portfolio already? I mean, I have Romeo Dubs and Christian Watson in my portfolio. I think that there's room for growth there. There are... The value for Romeo Dobbs, I think, is insane. Okay. What we saw was he was their their number one option for the first six weeks of the season until he got hurt. Next year, with you have Watson and Dobbs, and then I don't know how Lazard fits in. I think it's a nice little thing that they're building over in Green Bay. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Listen, to follow us on the day-to-day at Mojo, do that. Follow us right now on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Mojo. Join the Discord. You got to do that, okay? Join the Discord because uh, it's a conversation that just keeps on going, right? You know, all day, every day, people are sharing their portfolios. You'll find us some stock tips, all this stuff, all on the Discord. Go join that right now. We highly recommend it. We're involved in it. We chime in from time to time. Uh, I would like to get more involved in it because, I listen, I need the advice too, right? We are the experts here, all right? We are the, the, the flagship, but I want to say that can always use some extra help. So Mojo, the Discord, could do that. And do it all, please, do it all responsibly. So for Dave Sturchio, Chris Gucci, this has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. Back here tomorrow for the Seattle Seahawks 49er game to preview. There's a lot of guys in there that I'm very, very interested in. Are we going to go in on Brock Purdy again? Are we going to go in on Geno Smith? Kenny Walker, is he back? A lot to discuss as far as that game is concerned. And, of course, we're going to break down, speaking of Kenny Walker, same thing we've been doing the last couple of days. So we'll get, running you, backs. get you in the know about the rookie running backs to invest in. So for that, thank you for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.